Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Living on Music. I'm Steve Houck. Um, we are uh, all in for one heck of a treat um, on this next episode of Living on Music. Um, a gentleman that I have known about uh, as a kid born in the early 60s, as a teenager in the 70s. Uh, I have known Steve Forbert's name for, gosh, going on 40 years plus, 45 or even 50 years, the way my age is going up. Um, and wow, um, the New York Times calling Steve uh, in one quote, an introspective homespun philosopher. And that is where Steve Forbert's power of music and lyrics and um, strength with his, uh, his career have come in uh, to bear over the last gosh, 50 years um, uh, or 40 plus years of his career. Um, he started in the New York City punk scene in the late 70s. If you look behind me, this is the bitter end. Um, Steve played uh, this club, which was where he played it. It was called The Other End. And it was called The Bitter End, then The Other End, then The Bitter End again. In New York City, uh, the year I graduated from high school <laughs> in 1978. So I wanted to put this uh, venue behind me for that. But Steve Forbert, um, is um, not only uh, a legend of his time as a singer-songwriter um, with a, a mix of folk, uh, roots rock, um, richly delivered storytelling, um, and um, again, is what people would call a pioneer of the roots rock genre. And, um, you know, obviously Romeo's tune was something that got him um, some fame back then, but boy, has he had a history and a slew of amazing songs and records and respect as time has gone on, uh, Grammy nominations. Um, he had, a, again, the debut album was in 1978 when he played the other end, and he has a new record that we're going to talk about, uh, called moving through America. And it's filled with, you know, character portraits, um, quirky insights. Um, it's kind of like they call it a mosaic of modern day American life. And uh, we are going to talk about that as well. But what an honor. I have wanted to talk to this gentleman for so long uh, as a music journalist and as a music fan uh, of his and also his genre and era. But that has come to bear. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Living on Music, Steve Forbert. Steve Forbert, it is an honor to have you on Living on Music, man. How are you? Well, I'm pretty good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Um, I, honestly, I have I have wanted to have you on either as an interview for my website for 25 years, and it's such a great thing to see you. Um, I know that um, that recently you you took a little time off. How you feeling? I feel all right. Okay. I um. To, I, I, I had to have a, a kidney removed about five years ago, probably right. due to recreational, of course, to be redundant. Uh, right. Cigar smoking got me in trouble, I think. So there are some um, ongoing problems with that. But I, I feel pretty good now. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's so it's so great to uh, to have you here. Um, 
a lot of things happened in the last two years to musicians, um, you know, and you certainly have been doing this for a long time. I'm sure you, uh, you know, you were uh, affected by the last two years. How did, uh, how did this last, uh, last 24 months affect Steve Forbert? Well, um, I was lucky. I, I've, I've been making records for a few years now with Steve Greenwell right here in Asbury Park. Right. So we just we kept on doing what what we were doing. It's it's been mostly the two of us in his studio. Wow. And then sometime we, you know, we might be concerned and we would wear a mask when we were working all afternoon. Right. It's a little annoying, but we just kept going. I. I had dates booked as I always do club dates and such. And we had to cancel those. And honestly, Steve, it's the booking agents that really caught the brunt of it, unless you were uh, really needing to play just to pay the rent. Yeah. Um, And uh, otherwise the booking agents have had to juggle all of these, you know, bananas and tomatoes and eggs. Right. Exactly. And Steve, you know, 2020 um, had a wonderful thing you did where I love the way that you talked about early morning rain. You said this record is my idea of um, a breather and the fact that you did 20 albums prior of original material and then you did these wonderful covers. Well, how did that how did early morning rain come to be? And 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 then things kind of slowed down in the pandemic for you. But at least you had early morning rain pop out in 2020. Well, before that was a. record called the magic tree yes and i i got it in my mind that i wanted to write uh like many many other musicians write up pop musicians write a memoir right and so i did that it took a couple of years and in the process uh Joe Paletto at, at a the record label called Blue Rose Music that, that I'm affiliated with. Right. He said, let me hear some of the songs you've never released. And so I showed him several of them, sent him recordings, and he picked some that he liked. And it just turned out that that record sort of went hand in hand with the book. Oh, yes. With, the book is called Big City Cat. Right. And I reached way back to like 1987 for a recording. And then I had the three or four that were very recent at the time. And I added those to, to make a 11 or 12 song album. Yeah. So that was happening. And then I'd done all of that. And that, 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 that put a lot uh, out there. Right. And I sort of raided the basement and the attic. For, for these things. And so we, we wanted to, Steve Greenwell and I wanted to do this cover record. Right. Friend of, friend of mine, Brad Hunt had suggested it years before. Right. It's, it's not a novel idea. Every, as you know, everybody pretty much does one. Right. I remember when they started, I remember when Brian Ferry put out a record oh. it's like, wow, he's not, what he's recording other people's songs right you know right all already i mean it's like he's only put out two albums or something yes but but that's when i remember it kind of starting as a proper concept sure so we had fun doing that and and then i just kept working on the songs i was uh, writing yes through this through the pandemic and so we just moved straight into this new record which is moving through America. Yes. Talk, let's talk a little bit about moving through America, Steve. Um, it's backed by the same band that you had on early morning rain. Right. Um, and that's kind of neat. And uh, Gary talents on the record, right? I, I thought that was kind of a neat addition. Yep. Gary kindly played on, uh, living the dream. Sure oh, did. Oh, that's fun. I'm a longtime Springsteen fan and, uh, interviewed Gary. So it's wonderful to see him on there, but Steve, talking a little bit about some of the, the, the things that are being said about this wonderful new record, and I love living the dream and what I've heard so far. Uh, you know, it's filled with character portraits and quirky insights. What what was stimulating the writing of Moving Through America for Steve Forbert? Um, it's the things you accumulate that you think 
are are sound to you like they are going to be a song. Right. You know, you come up with something like a, it's like a joke. I'm standing outside of the hospital stomping out a cigarette, you know, and that's that's just pure irony. Right. Uh, I heard someone say the other day, it's like a uh, things guitar players always say. Right. And one of them was, I've switched to vaping for my health. Oh, you know, <laughs> so so I had this like that kind of thing. I'm standing outside of the hospital or uh, stomping out a cigarette. And, right. and, and it's what you said a minute ago. These character portraits, did you say? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, right. And you said something else. Character portraits and Quir quirky insights, I think, was what was, was one right. of the quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so some of those things come under the heading of quirky insights. If you're right. if you're looking for something simple at this stage of the game, mm -hmm. I don't believe you're likely going to find it. <laughs> right. And, and right. right. Everybody does their best. Everybody does their best to put on their best face, yeah. you know, but you yeah. know, there's so much baggage back behind it. There sure so is. These, the, the, you know, I have no interest in writing songs for a younger audience because I'm not observing that. Mm -hmm. right. that. But so it's very much what you just said, those two things. Yeah, and it is. And I know that living the dream seems to be the the first glimpse uh, that you're giving people, in a, especially in a video form. And it's what, what, what did I read? It was a former drug dealer celebrating his freedom after incarceration. Yes. <laughs> That's that's great. How did that come to bear for Steve Forbert? Um, <laughs> that's one of the most recent ones. It's a rocker. Yes. And uh, it's Steve. Some of it, it, it is. It's a little related to the George Floyd thing. Wow. You know, but it's a twist on it. It's like. I, now I've made my way back home. Now I'm not in jail. I've been in a police car and lived to tell the tale. Oh my! You know, it just kind of, I just kind of got um, a little bit inspired. And what if it, you know, what if it hadn't been so tragic? And right. who, who, who is this guy? And what is he thinking? And wow. Yeah. You know, and I, I did some of the I read some of the New York Post installments on his past. And wow. and that that came out that popped out and it. Right. It seemed to fit the music. Right. And it's that's not something that's that's new for Steve Forbert, though, um, especially with the way you've written over the years and also taking causes like Occupy Wall Street, like Sandy, the hurricane. You've written stuff that has some some meaning as well as some really, really character uh, analysis. I just love it, Steve. And I love this. Everybody, let's take a little bit of a glimpse of, and I think I ran the whole, I'm running the whole thing because I love this song so much. This is from Steve Forbert's new record, Moving Through America. It's what he was just talking about. And I love, where does, uh, Steve, where did you shoot this? It, it's, it's at some uh, state fair or some amusement park type of environment? It was, um, Good luck, serendipity. Every year there's a little carnival, which you can plainly see there in Asbury Park, right. right there, right by the convention center. Right. There's a big grass open plaza there, and it's, it comes around every year. Wow. So my friend Tom Parr said, let's get on this. Let's get on it today or tomorrow right now because it's so colorful. And so we did. Oh, it, it lends a wonderful feel to it. And everybody who's going to watch this, it shows that Steve Forbert hasn't lost a damn thing. This is amazing. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, a little moving through America from Steve and living the dream.
Steve Forbert, you know, uh, you should be feeling real good about that. That just seems to be, it's got the strength of what you've been doing for the last decades. Uh, it must feel really good. How do you, how do you feel with moving through America? Well, I, I feel real good about it. Great. I, I really do. And, um, Steve, it's for us. It's for cats that are 50, shall we say, to and older. The, those are my values. The, 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 those those sensibilities set the bar for me. Right. So that's what that's what it is. It is an album. Sure is. You know, it has I think eleven songs, maybe twelve. And and there you go. It's an outdated motif, I suppose. But I don't give a rat's behind. No, I wouldn't give a rat's behind, Steve. And also, you know, <laughs> I've I've got a twenty six year old son. Uh, who loves singer-songwriter music. And when I told him I was interviewing you, I said, get on him. And even though you're 26 years old, you'll love his stuff. Um, I, and they will. Uh, I think this, this could have a wonderful swath across generations, even uh, younger than 50. But hey, we'll see. 2021, Steve. Um, uh, as a, there's a small little club that had a terrible tragedy a number of years ago that burned and then was rebuilt called Hank Beatles Tavern. And it's in Rockville, Maryland. I didn't know when we were about to talk, and I know the general manager, I'm having Gina Coco on the show, um, who I'm sure you met uh, when you were there, who is just a sweet lady, an amazing bass player and musician herself. Yeah, she, she was running sound that day. That's great. It's sweet. And I told her that I had just come across this and she's like, oh my God, that was the best night we've had at Beatles yet since they, re they rebooted it. I saw this clip and I wanted to run a little bit of it. Um, it is a wonderful song you came up with. Um, uh, it's a video filmed by Alan Crest, but it's called You'd See the Things That I See. And it's got, a, tell us a little bit behind where this came from. And I know it has to do again with uh, John Lennon and, and the imagining of what he might've thought when he had gotten home after meeting Paul. That's exactly it. Wow. Uh, I think it was 2010. I was on tour in England oh. and we arranged to uh, go by Mendips, John's boyhood home right. in Liverpool, of course. And I was able to go there on the off day, which I think was Tuesday and, and uh, lurk about right. and just sort of soak it all up, uh, not part of a tour. And that was a, a, a privilege. Right. 
Right. And 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 then I had another song I was writing, different set of lyrics, but by that night I was just thinking, who cares? I mean, this is what would John have thought? I've seen the home, I've felt the uh, atmosphere, I've seen his room and I've seen literally the the wall going over to Strawberry Fields oh. uh, orphanage or what whatever it was and wow. There was an, a tree that his Aunt Mimi had told him uh, that they were climbing the tree to get over the wall. Right. It's not there anymore. Right. But I had the image of that. And no one, I think, is in my tree. I mean, it must be high or low. And, and I just thought, what, what, what would John have been thinking that night? It means that much to me, right. like millions of others. And so I just threw out the first set of lyrics and started just trying to 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 tell the, an an imagining of of what he was thinking me, meeting this kid that was so talented wow oh that's spectacular i mean um as a beatles fan for the last 50 years of my life it is amazing to see the different ways that people uh, interpret some of the things that happen with those guys and um the influence continues um everyone this is not only uh, a moving um song uh, by by steve but also, again, it takes place at Hank Deedle's Tavern, which is, you know, up and churning again after again being uh, inflicted with a burn down a number of years back. I used to go there before. I haven't been there in a long time. But this goes out to Hank Deedle's Tavern. It goes out to Steve Forbert and it goes out to John Lennon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of you'd see the things that I see. And there's a little part for the audience, too. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. One more time, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. The more away from home I get. Yeah, the more I'm glad I'm not just sat there. I made it to the Walton Fair. And I met the most amazing cat there. That boy sure can sing his songs. This boy sing if he will come along. Our great group would sure do something strong. And you'd see the things that I said. I'm still playing chords for banjo But hear me in harmony We could find a way to something grand Cause that boy sure can sing these songs And this boy singing if he would come along Our great group would sure do something strong You will treat the things that I Yeah, wonderful to see you playing like that. Uh, wonderful that that song is just something special. And at Deedles, uh, again, we're doing a show in the next month with Gina at Deedles. And uh, again, you made an impact there as you do everywhere you play. So way to go. Hope you get back there someday for them. That was amazing. Um, Steve, Rockville, Rockville yeah, Maryland. Rockville, Maryland. Absolutely. About uh, 20 miles from where I'm sitting right now. So uh, there we are um, right nearby. So love to see that. Um Taking a little bit of a, of a ride back with you, I'd be remiss if I didn't take a little ride with you back uh, in your history a little bit, if you don't mind. And I, I'm sure. a, I'll, I'll hit a couple little little places. Uh, again, born in Mississippi, uh, you know, you fell in love with music young. I love this. An air guitar and a band called The Mosquitoes. <laughs> how, yep. did that, how old were you when that was, was happening, Steve? Probably 10 it was right. an actual plastic guitar. Oh. Uh, it, um, impossible to actually be. You couldn't call it an instrument ever, wow. but but it was good enough to fake it. So we faked it for a while, me and some of my neighbor uh, friends. Right. 
And uh, I, I know that we were singing. We were singing uh, some things from the top 40 radio Beatles, of course. Right. And so we did that for a while. And then it was kind of like, you know, this isn't really actually playing music at all, is it? No. Right. So I'm going to get an actual real guitar, a guitar oh. and try to try to try to bump up a notch. Right, right, right. <laughs> what age was that when the guitar got, got into your hands for the first time? 10 or 11. So it's about 10 or 11 then. You, you, you said you proclaimed yourself a music junkie even at that age. Yeah. Give or take. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's great. 17, you started writing. What was the impetus, Steve? Uh, again, if you look across the swath of your career and, and the, the revelations and respect you've gotten, the, the songwriting leads the way uh, because it's been so fabulous. Yet it began at 17. It began at 17. How? Where did the where did you say I can write songs? I, I want to do this. Well, we did have a piano in the home and oh. I used to just wait till everybody went to sleep and uh, which be nine or 10 o'clock and then go down to the uh, room there with the piano and just start, just start trying it. Right. And um, there was some, uh, there was some reward pretty early on because we were able to, and I think it was 70, whenever Angie was a hit by the Rolling Stones, right. I, I put, I put this in the book, big city cat, but right. We went down to Laurel, a very nice guy named David Huff had a studio there, which was probably right. one of three studios in Mississippi entire, wow. the entire state. If you, you would count, you would count Malico in Jackson, which was rather, uh, you know, an established very reputable thing. It, right. it, it wasn't rather, it actually was. Right. And, and so uh, David Huff brought us down there and the current band I was in, I had a couple of songs and, and we made a single. He went through the magic unknown mystery process of turning it into a 45 RPM record. Wow. And they played it on the radio in, 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 um, Meridian and we got up oh. to number two, but we couldn't, oh. we could not, you know, dislodge Angie from number one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't push the stones off the charts. <laughs> couldn't do it. So, oh, wow. but, but that was, a that was great though. You know, that was very rewarding. And so that just lent fuel to the fire, if you will. Yeah, it seemed to, and it seemed to, to, to know it began then is, is fabulous. I know you moved to New York City. I'm, I grew up 40 minutes from there in Wilton, Connecticut. So New York is a big part of my life. Um, you began kind of a, 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 almost a, a guitar and harmonica singer, you know, you, you, at punk club CBGB, which, we, which I've been to in an amazing place. 24, you signed a recording contract and you released a live on arrival. And uh, I got a clip of you playing a song from that from last year, but, um, that first album would, did that kind of make you say, okay, I'm, I'm beginning this. This is really going to start taking off a little bit for me, uh, at this stage in life. Where, what was it like with that debut album for you, Steve? Well, I didn't think I'm beginning this. I'm, I'm, I'm set in any way. Okay. Um, it, it did make it to like number 80 on the old billboard chart, Wow. but it, it was an underground record. Right. They, you know, some of the college stations were playing it and, and people that encountered it liked it. And it took I was able to get out on the road. And I found myself opening shows all the way from Frankfurt, Germany, some showcase bar there to wow. opening a show for Earl Scruggs on his own. Oh. Wow. Out in Sandusky, Ohio, wherever the hell that was. <laughs> so, wow. so that sort of happened, but I didn't think that, uh, you know, I, I had it down. I didn't know what would happen. It, and it wasn't until Romeo's tune that the ordinary person knew anything about it. Right. You know, if I'd never made another record, the, the uh, Alive on Arrival would be a capital C cult record, you know. Right. Right. And there's some of those that I really love out there. But anyway, yeah, um, it, it, it was still pretty reasonable. Yeah, it was. And I love the I love the sound of this song. Here's a quick little taste of, of Steve's music from that year, year. And it just shows that your talent's still rocking, Steve. This was done last year at the City Winery, the new renditions at the City Winery in New York City. 
Um, and uh, it is a little bit of thinking. Impressions are plowed in your brain. Trace them too far and they'll drive you insane. Twist it so tight now you're hard to control. Get out in the daylight and go for a walk. And I don't go thinking and thinking and thinking. So much to you was stranded behind. Don't be thinking all thinking about it. Thinking so much to you losing your mind. All that tension inside has gone through to your face. You're flashing your madness all over the place. Stand in the hallway, try to explain. I'm holding your eyes as he shackles in chains. Woo, look out. Yeah, Steve, that shows you, you know, uh, even though done last year, it shows kind of the where you were coming into music in 78. That's, again, <laughs> where you played this place behind me, the uh, the other end um, um, in New York City in 78. You were and you, you, you've talked about this with people, I'm sure, over and over. But I, I just had to ask a, a real quick uh, nutshell of this. You're called the new Dylan at that time. And it's like you can't you said, I can't pay attention to that. I just got to you know, I got it's, it's a cliche. But it shows that the people were looking at the music already and going, hmm, this is something special, even though you don't really need the moniker of a new Dylan, right? Well, Steve, I don't know that it really meant this is something special. Uh, maybe that's more of a re reflection on me. Right. I refuse to take it seriously. Okay. And, and um, there were people out there at the time, we're talking about, the 70s, 77, 8, 9. Loudon Wainwright had had a, had a lot of things going, released a lot of records. Right. There was a guy in the village named Tom Pacheco, someone we right. were all quite fond of. He, of he was a fr friend. There was a cat named Sammy Walker. He was able to get it together and put out a record on, I don't know what label it was, but the, the, these people were around. You'd had Elliot Murphy. Oh. Uh, they said that about Bruce Springsteen, but it yeah. was kind of like anybody leaning heavily, heavily into lyrics wow. slash maybe sto storytelling. And then it was cliche. It's just like, oh, okay, new Dylan. You know, it'd be like, okay, a brand new, um, you know, wow, new Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> okay, sure. You know, but the, this is what to say. You know, if, if somebody really great out there on, on the football field, a new Tom Brady. Right. It's, it's not real imaginative, but they always, they do that. And and I bristled at it because it, it it was nothing to, that I wanted to think I had to think in my mind. I've got to bump up and live up to that. Right. No. Right. You're, exa you're exactly right. Bruce was, Bruce was given that same thing. Again, I, I would say that, sure, you're not going to live by that kind of moniker, but I think it had to show something uh, to the to the strength of your songwriting, even at that stage. You you Jackrabbit Slim came out and things seemed to ascend again. You you, you talked all, all about Romeo's tune. You've done so many amazing songs and things in your in your world. But boy, that was a wonderful kickoff. I love the little story. I didn't know that it was dedicated to Florence Ballard. Um, um, you know, where you know, there, it was written about a girl from your hometown, but dedicated to Florence. That is a really, that is a really neat thing because of um, she wasn't taken care of by the music business, right? Right. She wasn't, but the music business is not obligated really to take care of anybody. Right. 
Uh, not not then, not now, not before then, when whatever happened to Frankie Lyman happened to him. Right. You know, it's not. But but I was uh, perhaps a bit more naive and and I thought it was an in, a sad thing and an injustice that one of the original three Supremes should be in, in any way destitute anywhere. Yeah. And it was Flo, she don't know, because the boy she loves is a Romeo. That oh, was the yeah. tie in. And so right. I said, I'm going to dedicate this to her. She's passed away and I don't wow. know why. Right. But let's not forget in our let's say it, Steve, New Dylan list. Let's not forget John Prine. Yes. He had really, he'd done a lot of records and he, more than the other people we mentioned, maybe was, was, was similar to Bob. Right. Um, You know, in in his delivery, he's not a particularly melodic singer. Right. Uh, But he, he could have been the main one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's made a hell of a hell of an impression out there. Right. Well, um, you're you're right. And so have you um, to me. And when I was eight, 18 years old, 17, I remember this song as part of my vernacular. Um, I, I would be remiss without playing a little bit of this. And what we what, what I did uh, for people, uh, Steve, is I showed a little bit of an early of you playing this uh, when it came out and also you playing it in 2020 just to show your style continued. Uh, the song had a had a sense to it still. Everybody, here's a little bit of from back then and today. A little Romeo's tune. All right, my friend. Say everything's okay. Bring me southern kisses from your room. Meet me in the middle of the night. Let me hear you say everything's alright. Let me smell the moon in your perfume. Oh, gods and years will rise and fall, and there's always something more. Lost in talk, I waste my time, and it's all been said before. While further down. Behind the masquerade, the tears are there I don't ask for all that much, I just want some more the game Meet me in the middle of the day, say everything's okay Come on out beneath the shining sun Meet me in the middle of the night, let me hear you say everything's alright Sneak on out beneath the stars That's uh, I think, again, Steve, uh, for anything and uh, you're a relatively humble man, but that song's in part of my DNA. So I thank you for that back then and also a lot of your other music. So I really appreciated uh, you and it. Um, a lot of albums, wonderful stuff like Little Stevie Orbit to the Steve Forbert record down in flames came out through the 80s, the 90s. You just continued to churn with songwriting. Uh, did that continue to be flowing for you? Was it was it something that you just felt like again, uh, you know, a second part of you as as those years went by? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you that that's what I want to be doing. I'm I'm not really I'm not really accomplishing much if I'm not working on songs. That's that's right. what I should be doing. Right. And that's that's the way I feel about it. Um, and as long as the inspiration is there try to keep at it yeah 
Well, you did. And it was a fabulous run. And it still is. In 2002, uh, you released a tribute album to the one and only Jimmy Rogers called Any Old Time, nominated for a Grammy. Um, what made you do a tribute album uh, to Jimmy? Well, I'm from his hometown. There you go. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of it. Right. And I, I put out several records and I've been doing this Americana thing, if you want to call it that. And it, it you can trace a lot of it way back to 1927 or so when he put out his first Blue Yodel. And it's just sort of like if you're from Meridian, Mississippi, and you're going around playing, uh, uh, you know, roots rock clubs, and you, you've got to do some acknowledgement of, of this genius. Yeah. And, and so I did. And Gary Talent helped me do that. Oh, that's produced that, it. That, that's right. I remember hearing that back then when Gary was producing records and we may have even talked about it on my, on my interview with him. Um, here's a little taste, everybody. It's from the red clay music foundry around 2015, um, a live performance by Steve. Uh, it is a song from any old time. And it again, shows the wonderful presence of Steve Forbert, as well as his tribute to, to Jimmy Rogers. Here's a, here's a little bit of my blue eyed Jane. The sweetest girl in the world is my blue eyed Jane. We fell in love like turtle doves while that old moon was shining down. I asked her where, I asked her when. Hey, baby, when did the wedding bells are rain? She said, oh, dear, you seem so queer. And this could happen, yeah. You are my little pal. And I never knew a sweeter gal. My little blue-eyed Jane. I love you so. Oh, when the sun goes down. Yeah, that's wonderful. Shows your uh, your your, your uh, sense of Jimmy, and also just that I'm telling you that wonderful Steve Forbert sound live, uh, which continues to to this day. Uh, 2006, Steve, a Mississippian inducted into the Mississippi Music Hall of Fame. Um, you know, you're a humble man, but how did that feel? Well, it was really nice. I bet. And uh, Mississippi has so many outstanding. American roots music talents yeah. uh, from you've heard of Elvis Presley. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So on down all the way to a guy from my hometown also named Paul Davis, who had a okay. few, you know, Paul, he had a I few know. AM yep. hits that were very nice. And he was a boyhood hero of mine. Wow. So to be in the M Mississippi hall of fame is just a really good state to be, you know, included with. Oh, I bet. Luther Dickinson, I believe, in the North Mississippi All-Stars, uh, who I'm going to see uh, at the Chesapeake Bay Blues Festival in a couple of months. I've interviewed, sure. him, interviewed him three or four times. They're a real unique band, too. Well, that is wonderful. I loved seeing that as I was going through. 2007, hey, Keith Urban covered Romeo's tune. Uh, did you, uh, how did that, how did that, did that surprise you? 
totally unexpected. These things, it seems, are 98% of the time totally unexpected. You can try, you can do, you can scheme. You think you've got the right (laughs) song for somebody, but they're not not open to that at that time. They never, they have some other things that they want to do. But uh, a friend of mine called me and said, uh, I just heard here in Nashville that Keith Urban has covered Romeo's tunes. It's it's a wonderful surprise. That is. uh, That's a a respect mode, I think, for Steve Forbert. I love that. And that same year, your music's featured in a Nicole Kidman movie. So (laughs) everything's crossing. Margot at the wedding. That that had to be neat. What what was what was featured uh, in that film of yours, Steve? Uh, going down to Laurel and of course, Romeo's tune, oh, as I sweet. recall. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. That's a nice, again, a nice development a, a, as your career is going on. It had to be, you've done a couple of things as we were you know, talking a little bit earlier about, um, you know, the feeling of, of compassion, I think you have. And I've, I've seen that in a number of things you've done over the years. You wrote it, new music, uh, in around 2012 in support of the Occupy Wall Street movement, which I thought was very interesting. Um, what, prompted that before we talk a little bit about Sandy, the hurricane and, the, and a wonderful song you wrote about that just seems there was some real compassion amidst everything else that you were doing, Steve. Well, yeah, it was just, um, it was just so crazy. We were getting into that thing. Uh, you were hearing the phrase too big to fail. And you were hearing these crazy terms like credit default swap right. and it, what I'm going to, you know, and I, I managed to put that into the last verse. Uh, right. I'm not sure I can quote it right now, but, you know, you, you know, all these things are very shaky investments and you're going to get these people, AGI, I think it was, and insure it for you. You know, it's very shaky yeah. and they'll if it fails, you've got it insured. So you'll get all this money and it's there. Then they're left holding the bag. And, right. You know, there was a moment there. They nearly went under and it, all of this stuff was new to all of us. Right. And it was just so I started reading articles about all of these houses in Florida that were now vacated and grass growing up in the yard. And there was a scene in, uh, one of the really good movies, it might've been margin call, right? They were down there looking at these properties, trying to flip them or pick them up or something. These investors and there's a freaking alligator in the pool that was in a movie. It's it's fiction, I guess, but all of this was so surreal. And it, um, I just wanted to write a song because it pissed me off. You know, these people could play with these things and do make, loan anybody money for a house they probably couldn't afford and 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 um who was going to pay the price right right you know yeah i mean that's that's again that's showing you know you you write songs about about as we talked about character characters and quirky things and all that but boy you write some amazing stuff like that also about 2012 Thank you. Uh, uh, being a fan of New Jersey, uh, Connecticut, born and bred, love New York. Uh, Sandy really beat the hell out of the coast. Uh, that was intense. You wrote uh, this wonderful song we're going to listen to a little bit of. But um, how did the motivation come there, Steve? Um, to write, I was about to raise awareness about the aftermath, but to write a song about it had to really mean something for you. Right. My girlfriend of 20 years or so here uh, grew up in Long Branch, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. So, you know, to be involved with Diane is to be involved with this, with the Jersey Shore. And and I I always enjoyed visiting the shore when even when I lived in Greenwich Village, because it was a music place and it was a little bit out of time. It was a rock and roll place. It wasn't the Thompson Twins, for God's sakes. Right. Right. So I have a, a love of the place. And then, of course, I saw all the debris. And um, yeah, yeah, it was just uh, the song just came to me. We're never going to see another hurricane named Sandy because there's, they, they, they made the rule that there's never going to be another hurricane named Sandy. We, this, that name will not be used twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I had a childhood friend, Joanne, who sent me a couple of pictures the next day after that hit. And I was aghast at what happened just to her home, let alone the whole coast. Well, this is a beautiful moment. And there are so many. I said this, Steve Forbert, I could talk to you for 
a half a day about your career and your life. But these things also just jumped up to me. This is a beautiful thing, you guys, that uh, that Steve wrote um, uh, about that terrible hurricane, but also about people coming together afterwards and trying to uh, stay close and get that whole place back to running again. Here's a little bit something from Steve called Sandy. The Jersey Shore like Armageddon. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. It's famous for a sunken wreck. Long Beach, Belmont, Sandy blows on by. Sea bright, seaside, Sandy blows on by, and it blows on by. We ain't never gonna see another hurricane named Sandy. Cause it's never gonna be another hurricane named Sandy And Boardwalk, Main Street, Sandy blows on by Sidewalk, a storefront, Sandy blows on by And it blows on by Another hurricane named Sandy Because there's never gonna be another hurricane named Sandy Yeah, that's beautiful, man. And congratulations on your wonderful uh, compassion to the to the coast of Jersey um, and everything. Well, yeah, and, you know, it was so crazy. I mean, the damn thing flooded the subway system in Manhattan and yeah. it went on out onto Long Island and up to your Connecticut. And it's yes. just, yeah. yeah. So never. I don't remember a hurricane hitting the Jersey Shore before. No, no. That was the rarity of it. The, the power of that to hit. Well, wonderful job on that. And you should be proud of that, man. Ten years ago, doing a beautiful job. Uh, the, the last 10 years, Steve, you have had a couple uh, albums re-released, uh, Jack Rabbit Slim and, and Arrive on Alive on Arrival. Um, 2017, as we barely touched on, you received a, a cancer diagnosis, had a kidney removed, and boom, um, largely, I know you just had a little bit of a, of a feel, but uh, you, you, you feeling, you're feeling like that was the past? Well, it's the kind of thing that could continue to present right. problems, but... Um, I'm just really taking it month to month. I'm planning to go to, uh, it's kind of ambitious, but I'm planning to go to England for about two oh, weeks in June great. and it gets nice and warm. But um, th there you go. There you go. And, uh, but uh, without a kidney, you're, you, you, can, you can go with one, but right. you're always, if, if you know, your system's a little vulnerable and that sort of thing. So it's a fact of life for me now. It is. I had an uncle who had the same thing, Steve, and he actually came out quite well for many, many, many years. Um, so I'm wishing you nothing but the best as I will at the end of the show. But talking in 2018 after that, Big City Cat, My Life in Folk Rock, um, That was that a planned thing you'd always wanted to do or did it come to you a little bit more sporadically? Well, I um, mentioned working with Joe Paletto at Blue Rose Music. Right. We got it. It's, we, we, we met a, several years ago, maybe uh, by now, seven years ago. Time flies. He had some interest in, uh, I'm, I'll say it was a bit of a pie in the sky thing of trying to do a freaking play. <laughs> a lot of people have tried it. Steve Earle's got one out now called Cold Country. And sure does. I heard some songs from that last summer at, at a live show. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Edie Brickell tried one with Steve Martin. Oh. The, uh, Paul Simon years ago tried Cape Man. It's it's a, uh, a dangerous yellow brick road. Maybe it's right. not even yellow. But right. we were talking about that and putting some of my songs together that could tell a story. Right. And um, oh, yeah. after a while, we, you know, we started hearing the things about like the average play that if a play 
ever even gets near Broadway. It takes seven years. And we he had a girl that was going to be a, a, a playwright. And they had a falling out and the, the thing kind of disintegrated. So, but then I had written a lot of anecdotes, Steve, for oh. this girl to give her something to, 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 to work from other than just the albums. Yeah. So, so I had these 12 or so typewritten pages and I just thought, well, you know, Tommy James has written a, a memoir. I really like his and everybody's reading, of course, the, probably the best one, Keith Richard. And right. I'm going to take these 12 pages and try to see, just flesh this out with my friend, Terry Boyd, an editor right. out in Harrisburg. Right. And try to do one. It ain't going to be 600 pages, but I'll just, you know, going to just say what, what went on. Right. right. You know, where I came from, how it, how it kicked off and how it kind of, uh, you know, uh, became much quieter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and, you know, that is stuff that people like me and millions of other rock music fa or music fans just love to read about people's uh, dips into their life and stuff. That's wonderful that that came out about about four years ago. Um, we talked a little bit about the Magic Tree, um, which were which you put out in 2018 as well. Um, and then again, almost coming full, full, full circle. Really, it's it's. Um, Really, it's full circle to um, moving through America, which we'll end on talking about in a second. But I really love this version. You are a songwriter extraordinaire of your own stuff. But I love Early Morning Rain. We talked a little bit about earlier that you did some covers. People do that. I love the version of Boxer Rain. Uh, I'm a dead fan. I love the way you did it. Why did you pick Boxer Rain for that, other than it being a rain song? Well, it, it I didn't think even think of it as being a, a, a rain song fitting right. into a concept, mm -hmm. but that the, the Grateful Dead's recording of that, by the time you hit the, you get near the end, I'd say in the last 20% of the song and they hit that chorus, it's just a box of rain or a ribbon for your hair. Right. That I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's kind of old school, but it's charming. Very. And and so that gave it the record a a, a such as uh, that made the song live that record in the end of it and they're singing harmonies and it's just it so you just go I I want to be in on that oh that's great so Steve Greenwell and I we worked hard on it and we I got my friend Anthony Crawford to sing some backing vocals and. Wow. It's hard to play that thing live because it just meanders around all over the state. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's just hardly verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You sure. know, you got to really pay attention just to get through it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, again, being a longtime Dead fan and loving that song for, God, 50, 40 years, to hear you do it, you nailed it. And I'm like, big surprise that Steve Forber could nail that, but it is not an easy song to do. And we're going to give people a taste of it right here. In fact, I think I have the whole song, which I don't often do in my show because it's so beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, from 2020, from Early Morning Rain by Steve Forbert on Blue Rose Music, written by Phil Lesh and Robert Hunter. Here's, box, right. here's some Box of Rain.
You know, Steve, uh, I haven't had heard many people from for the reasons you talked about in, in large ways uh, roll that song. Uh, and boy, is that beautiful. And it really puts a full circle on our ride here for the last um, you know number of minutes. Uh, again, everybody being released, I believe, in about a, a month and a half, uh, theoretically still, Steve, May 13th, uh, yep. moving, moving through America. Steve Forbert's brand new um, record of original songs. Uh, you can... Uh, go back on the show and watch Living the Dream or go to YouTube or go to steveforbert. I believe steveforbert.com. I want to say you, they can find just about everything from you. Steve Forbert, I, I want to wish you nothing but happiness, health, um, and continued success at what you've done, which has been a revered and wonderful part of our lives as music fans. And I can't thank you enough for doing Living on Music, man. Gosh. My pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. And, and that's the, everything you just said is very kind. Thank you. Well, thank you for this. I would plan. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go back and play a bunch of your albums after we stop recording the show. I just want to keep hearing you. But congratulations on moving through America. Stay well, feel feel well, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Keep in keep in close touch. Sounds good. All right, man. Thanks. As a gosh, again, uh, 45 year music fan, at least. Actually, I was a fan before I was born with my mother dancing around to music when I was in the womb. Uh, I have known Steve Forbert's name for so long, and what an absolute honor and treat to have Steve on, living on music. Uh, so happy uh, that he's doing well. He's getting through his um, his last health issue um, that, again, as we talked about, um, comes from a, a previous issue. And um, he is looking to get back on out on uh, the road touring um, and also promoting uh, Moving Through America, his new record. Steve Forbert, cannot thank you enough. For being a part of living on music please let's keep in close touch um when you go to youtube living on music with steve huck on youtube uh, to see some of the episodes if you haven't subscribed do so if you would uh the, the subscriptions for youtube channels really helps awareness it helps uh the involvement of youtube to continue to promote different um channels so go ahead and subscribe you won't get too overpinged i will be sure to just send you stuff about the living on music episodes and anything else that would be uh, ex exciting or engaging for you um also You'll go to the Living on Music with Steve Hogg page on Facebook, um, and we are close to 800 members. How exciting is that? Um, and uh, you can become a member and you'll get pinged at these amazing things that people are now posting on their own. We've got music uh, posted. We've got amazing uh, glimpses and snapshots and things uh, about music. Um, and it's because we're all living on music. So uh, go to my, my uh, Living on Music page. And also, by the way, uh, the Living on Music uh, show um, uh, is now a podcast and then you can get it on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio podcasts, Google and Apple podcasts, uh, a lot of different podcast, uh, entities. And, uh, if you do get a chance to listen to a podcast while you're at home doing work or hanging out or driving or doing something, do a review. If you like the show and uh, just a little one, it really helps kind of, again, uh, the stability of, of, uh, podcasts and things like that. And, uh, we would love to have, uh, some feedback on how you what you think of living on music on on the podcasts. Once again, uh, Steve Forbert, what an amazing um, time with him. Uh, we've got an amazing run of living on music episodes coming up. You can check again on the living on music with Steve Hawk Facebook page. Uh, also on my website, living on music and uh, just follow. And there's going to be some amazing guests coming up, both uh, international uh, and national legends as well as some incredible people, uh, as always, from the DC community. Once again, thanks so much for joining me, uh, for living on music. We will see you soon. Stay well, stay safe, and take care. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count.
Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details.